Skeet, skeet, skeet. Looks like rain. Hope you like blood, corn, and flatulence because we got it in buckets. We watched Terror at Blood Fart Lake. We watch it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. With me is my co-host, as always, my buddy. He's the guy you know, you love him. Aaron, say hi. <laughs> I'm that guy. <laughs> You're that guy. You know me, you love me. It's a kind of strange thing to say, but hey, how's it going, everybody? Thank yeah. you so much for listening to Horrible Horror Podcast. Uh, if you really like us, please leave us a rating. Give us a five-star review. That would be on, super awesome. That would be super awesome. Yeah, give us a five-star review on uh, Instagram, or on Instagram, on uh, iTunes or Poppy, whatever platform you listen to us. Yeah, we're on a, we're on a bunch of Especially them. Especially on iTunes. We could really use the, the love there and get some yeah, numbers yeah. up. That'd be awesome if you did. I'd love you. Uh, this week's movie I want is uh, was a listener-suggested film. We sent to us through our, to our uh, email at uh, sobaditscary at gmail.com. If you want to send us some emails, suggestions, feel free. Uh, Mr. Brian Welsh, uh, a.k.a. at or at Schlocktacular, I think it is, on Instagram. Yeah, he's uh, Schlocktacular on Instagram. Yeah, I yeah. noticed he's uh, definitely also been very active in our uh, Horrible Horror March movie Madness Tournament of Awfulness voting. Yes. So thank you for very much for that, Mr. Welsh. Um, Brian, uh, thank you for your, your suggestion of Terror at Blood Fart Lake. Terror at uh, Blood Fart Lake. Uh, this was a movie I think he tried to uh, break us with, if you will. This was the one that you might break some people. He did pretty good. Um, the funny thing is, I'd actually seen this movie before he suggested it. Uh, I'd actually be, but uh, it had been on my radar for a while, but uh, I figured, you know, well, he suggested it. Let's go ahead and now's the time. So. You've seen this one before. I have seen this before. Yes. Okay. I have I have not. Yeah, I saw it before. Yeah. It's it's been about probably almost a year or so, but I, I know I've seen it before. Because um, this one is indie licious. It is. We're going back to like our roots with this, like our beginning root roots with this. Like back this takes me back to like days of like when we did like the wicked. Yeah. Night was it Friday thirteenth, Night of the Dead, that weird yes. Ron Jeremy one. Yes. And it's like uh uh, Bloody Mary 3D, right? Like some of these yes. like super indie delicious ones, like, super indie. And so I kind of miss those days. To be honest, like those were our, our early days. We were just wee young and little. They just they just barely register as a movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, they just just register enough as a movie. I mean, yes, <laughs> you can find it on Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime right now. That's where we found it. But it's. It's just a little bit above the quality of the stuff we did when we were in <laughs> high, high school. school. Yeah. Like taking a VHS camcorder and making a fun little horror movie, which we used to do. Yeah, that's right, we did. And it's just about on par. Yeah, it, it's a little better than that, yeah. It's a little, but, but, but not much. <laughs> uh, not much. <laughs> uh, also want to mention before we move on, uh, keep in mind, uh, we also check out our bonus episode for the most recent tournament br- Updates to all the brackets and movies that won. We covered the we, shitty 16. Yeah, we just did our shitty 16. So find, check that out. Find out who's moving on to the epically awful eight. Um, ch- and check out all those bonus episodes. Um, 
like I said, if you have other, if you have suggestions yourself for movies you'd like to uh, try to break us with, or you just want to hear us do, you know, send them our way. Love to have them. Um, also, coming up, uh, I mentioned this, I think two episodes ago or last episode, I don't remember, but uh, coming up in early April, West, WrestleMania weekend, basically, we will be doing our next class of horrible horror Hall of Fame inductees. Yes. Um, I'm putting it out there. If there's a few people who, like, you know, maybe that you would be interested in seeing, uh, feel free to shoot them our way. Uh, there is uh, some prerequisites, if you will. Prerequisites. I can never Prerequisites. Prerequisites. Thank you. Um, they have to be in movies we've done and like make multiple appearances. Basically. Right. Yeah. We're not doing like Kane Hodder or Robert Ingram are not in our horrible, our, 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 in our Hall of Fame. It's not Horror Hall of Fame. It's Horrible Horrors exactly, Hall of Fame. Exactly. Because, I mean, we, we basically are saying. Make sure it's a shitty movie. They yeah. don't. They don't necessarily need to be well known or anything. But at the same time, they need to be in at least three of our movies. Yeah, they have to be at least. They have to have at least three appearances on the show. Um, and so we have. We've been keeping a list of potential inductees over the course of time. And it's not just uh, not just actors and actresses too. We also do. We have what's well, the director producer category and the film studio itself. Correct. Category. Yeah. So uh, or uh, if if you're curious, check out our Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's on our website, horriblehorrorpodcast.com. Um. So now, before we move on to the movie, uh, Aaron, what's uh, we got more what, stuff to talk about? Well, I was gonna say, what's today's uh, what's today's drink? Oh, we're drinking we're drinking uh, Goose Island three one two Urban Wheat Ale. Now, this is one I came across years ago. I really enjoyed it. They kind of have a cool tap. The cool thing about this one is uh, it's it's usually the one you get at the store, like at, at a bar. It has a telephone, old telephone receiver as a tap. Really, which is kind of cool. I've never seen it though. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 neat. I always liked it. It's not a bad beer. It's pretty good. I figured um, it would have been a Goosehead, but... Well, they well, it is from Goose Island. Yeah. Goose Island was an independent brewery that was in, from Chicago, uh, but then they were purchased by InBev, so now they're part of the Budweiser InBev family. All right. Um, all right, so on to the movie. Terror Bloodfart Lake was released on June 16, 2009, directed by Chris Seaver, written by Ron Bonk, which just the name alone, Ron Bonk. That name is familiar. It sounded familiar to me too. I could have sworn we've heard we had Ron Bonk before. I, I should have looked him up, and I probably did, but uh, you might be right. I know because um, when I read that, why don't I was you, like, uh, "Bust out your, uh, your 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 little phone there and uh, look him up on uh, IMDb." My, my, my little my little phone, <laughs> your huh? little phony phone. Uh, so you can find this movie on Amazon. It's also on YouTube, but you have to watch in like chunks. It's like you know, ten minute, fifteen minute increments or whatever. I don't, I don't waste your time. It's if you're gonna watch it, just go to Amazon. It's free. Yeah, totally. Uh, the only thing about this movie is it's only about 70 minutes long. And, that, and that's not including the, the like very short two minute credit scene at the end. So your credits that roll. So it's about 70 minutes long. So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a short one. Yeah. Um, the cast, we're the only one person that's really worth matching. Uh, we have the, this character named Thunder Ambrosia played by actress, Nicole Fieri, Fiori, F-I-O-R-E, Fiori. Uh, this is marks her. She's got forty-seven credits to her name. Uh, she's getting lots of low horror, but uh, low-budget horror movies. This was this one was only her third gig, so very early on in her career when she did this one. But she was in movies called Stepdaughter, Teenage versus the Monster, Nazi Apocalypse. She also appeared on an episode of The Following, that TV show with Kevin Bacon. She's on that. Oh yeah. Uh, she did a movie called She Wolf Risings. But we here at Horrible Horror will all finally remember her. From her role as Pam in our beloved Night of Something Strange, she was in that. So, huh? Yep. It's funny that you mentioned Night of Something Strange because Ron Bonk was a producer 
on Night of Something Strange. There, there we go. Yeah, so that's that's where we knew the name. Because I remember even saying, Ron Bonk. I know, Bonk. Uh, yeah, so the name. Yeah. And things like Bonk's Adventure and Turbo yeah, Graphics Turbo, 16. Turbo, Turbo 16, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Night of Something Strange, great movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's crazy. It's insane. Um, now, I did find out that somebody else in this movie cast, his name is Josh Sir. Suri, S-U-I-R-E, pronounce how you want. Sure. Uh, who plays, in this movie, he plays Leo DeChampa and Caspian. He has 14 credits to his name, and he seems to work a lot with this uh, low-budget production company. Uh, That's what it's called. It's yeah, called low-budget L- production. L-B-P. Yeah. Because uh, apparently like, this character, his characters, Leo DeChampa and Caspian, are characters in other movies, too. So maybe they, there's like a low-B, like an L-B-P universe, like a Marvel universe, and this character just... Pops up in all these other movies. Kind of like Burt Fleming goes across yes. different ones for uh, the Eamon Hardingman movies. Yes, the Pork Chop and the, uh, the other. I, exactly. That's exactly pork Chop, Zombie up. Baby, stuff like that. Like, yeah. Glad you brought that up um, and remember that. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. All right, so moving on to the movie itself. Uh, right off the bat, I, before the movie even starts, I know it's something really odd about this. Um, the movie shows the production company logos twice. Yeah, it does. Which is really odd. <laughs> they go to one, then the other, then back to the one, then yeah, back to the it, other. it's not just once, but twice. It, it goes from SRS Cinema, the SRS Cinema logo, to the Low Budget Pictures logo, then back to SRS, then back to Low Budget again, which I was like, <laughs> what? what? I know, I, like, this is so right weird. when I saw that, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. I just didn't oh, know. no. <laughs> they didn't care about cleaning that up. <laughs> no. Like, they why? give zero fucks. Like, this movie's going to be awful. <laughs> like, who does that? How does that happen? It's so weird. Um, so the movie starts and we're taken to a lakeside house that belongs to Hambone. Hambone. Now, he, he's on the phone talking to a friend about giving this guy his house for the weekend, his group of friends his house for the weekend. Uh, how do we know this is Hambone? Because Hambone says Hambone's name nonstop. Hambone likes to refer to himself in the third person. Hambone's uh, like The Rock. He is like The Rock. Uh, seriously, over the course of two minutes, this opening two-minute scene, Hambone says his name 22 times. You counted? I counted. Good God. <laughs> 22 times he says Hambone in two so minutes. so bizarrely OCD <laughs> about things. I love it. <laughs> you gotta count how many times he said Hambone. He does say Hambone a fucking ton. Yes. Um, so Hambone tells his pal that Hambone will have his house fully stocked and just to be sure to bring Hambone some of those sweet new fret rag t-shirts. Uh, that's another thing that gets repeatedly mentioned and, and shamelessly plugged is this fright yeah, rags. Yeah, they really go after fright rags and fright rags is a... It's, it's a real business. Yeah. It's a real, I guess online you can get them. But. Yeah, I checked out their site. It's a bunch of cool fucking shirts, a bunch of cool theme, horror theme shirts, you yeah. know, so yeah, so I guess they, uh... One of the owners or something? I don't know. I, I think the guy who, yeah, I guess they either the, the guy who plays our main character Ben, or my producer, like I guess owns it, or they they work for work, it, work or, or they get yeah. they were helped produce the movie. Yeah, but uh, Don, anyway. didn't care to do that much research on it. Anyway, but Fright Rags is but cool. They're, they're featured a lot in this movie. Like Hambo is wearing one of shirts, and our main guy Ben wears one every single time he's seen on screen. That's all he wears. Can't blame him. Plug your stuff. Yeah, plug right? your shit. Uh, Hambone also tells his friends that if Hambone's not there when they get here, just to go find the groundskeeper slash caretaker, and he'll let them on in. After the phone conversation, Hambone goes out and sits on the dock, still talking to himself about how he's pretty sure that Hambone's going to live forever. And that's when the screen goes into a red filter mode, and a guy wearing what looks like an old potato sack on his head leaps out of the water behind Hambone with his arms raised. Hambone turns, screams, freeze frame. Screen turns red. Yeah, and we roll the opening credits. Uh, during the credits, we're taken to some basement where we're forced to watch Nicole 
Fiore, a.k.a. Thunder Ambrosia, practice her quote-unquote martial arts. Dude. Uh, which is ridiculous. It, it's kind of funny. It, it's over the top. Um, and right off the bat, <laughs> I mean, you know, even with the hambone talking, you're like, okay, maybe. We, we don't know exactly. Like, okay, it's going to be cheesy, but like, yeah. maybe. We'll, we'll see how it goes. And then this just sealed it. The way she's training, I mean, she's like hitting things with, like she's hitting a punching bag with her tits. Yeah, it's not even a punch. It's, it's one, one of those, those toys. One. It's like the inflatable ones with the Wade Bond that when you punch it, it comes like right back up. Like a clown and you punch yeah. it, it comes back up. And she's using her tits to knock it over. Yeah. She's, and then she's like, yeah. And she's like making weird, like, ooh. Yeah, poses. Faces and poses. And they do do like the, the kind of weird, I don't want to say cliche, but you see a lot of martial arts movies where they're. Trying to get her to do the split, so her legs are like tied up with ropes. Yeah, and pulling her pulling legs, her legs apart. apart. Uh, but the weirdest thing is, like, I, for some weird reason, there's just a shot. Like, I don't get it of her pulling out a wad of cash and handing it to a guy in an ape mask. So like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? I looked a little bit at this. Apparently, there's a movie also sim- from low yes. budget productions called I, I, Teen, Teen Ape. Ape. Yeah. I'm thinking that's supposed to be a call or a reference. A reference. To Teen to, Ape. That's like, all I get from it too. Yeah. I, I saw that a lot of these references. She was in one of the Teen Ape movies, okay. and so was a uh, that uh, was it John or Josh Josh Shuri. Like a lot of Teen Ape stuff, um, but wherever that is. Anyway, so we cut now. We cut to our main group of characters driving down some backwoods road on the way to Hambone's Lake House. Now all these characters are just blown out, over the top character caricatures of people. Bonkers, like like off the charts. Like stereotypical. we cannot under, understate the, like or overstate it really like yeah. how bad like it's you think take what you think is like the worst over the top character you've ever seen and then multiply it by like a hundred and yeah. you get these people it's insane how over the top these guys are except for Ben Ben, ben yes. who's like a normal guy normal dude. for the most part yeah uh, he does some pretty really stupid cheesy stuff later but uh, for the most part he's not as like crazy eccentric or, or just yeah like a caricature that yeah. Other people yeah, are. yeah yeah because we first so we have Sally the super fat goth girl Snake, the stoner guy who's also kind of like a metalhead. Uh, Zebes, who always talks like Jer- Andrew Dice he's, Clay. He's a Jersey guy. Yeah. He, he's a Jersey guy. He's all he talks about is like Bruce Springsteen and Bon Jovi. And yeah. he's a Jersey guy. But he sounds like Andrew Dice Clay. That's the first thing I well, thought. He's got the Jersey accent. Right. But, yeah. uh, but at the same time, Jersey, like, there's different Jerseys to me. Like, when I think of Jersey accent, like, it's not that, that thick and Andrew Dice Clay-ish. Like, I mean, you look at, like, the Jersey Shore people, they didn't really talk quite like this guy did. So I guess there's two different Jersey types. Yeah, Non-Italian Jersey. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Not Italian. Uh, then we have Gwen, the quote-unquote actress girl who talks, acts, Dude, and dresses. actress from the 20s. Dude, yeah, it's like she's from the fucking 20s or 30s or something she's like, like that. like plucked out of Boardwalk Empire, like over-the-top actress, like place in here. Yeah. And then, like I said, we have Ben, who's just the Fright Rags normal guy. Uh, so anyway, the car runs out of gas. They all argue for a moment as they get out of the car and argue. And that's where you really see their, these characters like, holy shit. Yeah, the stoner this- was supposed to fill it up, but instead he bought a some munchies and a Bill and Ted's cassette Excellent tape. Adventure Sound, cassette yeah. tape. Yeah. Um, this is where most people will probably get to the movie and, and probably go, oh, fuck, what am I in for? Because the first time I saw this, first time I saw it, that's exactly where I was like, Oh, God help me. Yeah. This is going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> it's going to be a really rough ride. Yeah. Just, this is where it starts. Right? You get the, like, you kind of get the idea of the first hand bone scene and the, the martial arts thing, but this conversation, Roadside Seals conversation, it. Is like, yeah. That seals it. Holy fuck. Because if I wasn't watching this for the podcast, I might be like, nope. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to turn it off. <laughs> what else is on? <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
Then Leo DeChampa pops right up in the middle of all them. Now Leo wears like this obviously fake and oversized mustache, huge along a long, fake mustache, long black wig, and a trucker's cap. Horrible like Walgreens quality wig. Yeah, you know. Um, but honestly, to me, Leo is one of the better characters in this movie. I enjoy Leo DeChampa. <laughs> I do. Uh, ben mentions that they're on the way to Bloodfart Lake, and Leo warns them about, "Oh, you can't go up there. It's cursed." Yeah, he's cursed. He, he talks like this the whole time. Yeah. Kind of like he's an old 1949er. <laughs> not, not 1849er, pardon me. But he talks like this kind of a hillbilly good old time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess pretty close. Pretty similar to that, yeah. Uh, and there's... The, the awfulness of this movie, it's going to be hard to kind of relate because the dialogue and acting are so crazy. Over the top. Yeah, but so it's going to be really hard to kind of like, ex- like explain how bad this movie is. Because without actually having to sit through it and experience it firsthand, but during this conversation, Leo's like, oh, "I'll fill up their tank for you for free," and he's arguing. He's, yeah, like, he's he's yelling at him. He's saying, "Don't you know?" They say that we got to go to Bloodfart Lake, yeah. and he's like, "Oh no, you can't go to Bloodfart Lake. That's curse. It's a horrible place to go." And they're like, "No, we're meeting people there. We're meeting people there." He's like, "Oh, fine, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll do you a solid. I'll fill you up for free." Like, "Oh, thanks, Mister DeChampa." Yep. And so by filling up his gas tank, he goes over and pisses in it. And he does it so casually. Yeah. He just I, opens. But up. I loved it though. Like he just says, "They're casually peeing in their gas tank." And While t- he's still talking and to he's him, telling them the, the backstory of like uh, 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 the retarded kid Jimmy Van Brunt who was killed in the cornfield fire, and he like. Uh, now wires around the lake dressed as a scarecrow and he's, you know, he's, oh, he's killing people. And so he's, he's the doomsayer. He's, he's basically the Jason to Crystal Lake is Jimmy Van Brunt is the blood, blood fart. fart yeah, lake. exactly. But he's just casually, he's just casually pissing these guys gas tank and telling the story. Like it's just old hat to which they're not reacting to they whatsoever not at all. They're just like, whatever, <laughs> not paying attention to it one bit. Uh, and they're looking right at him. Yeah. Like he's not he's like he's hiding. talking right to him <laughs> and which they're like, Thanks, Mr. Champa. And then they get back in the car and drive off. He must... <laughs> so he must piss like gasoline. Some high-octane whiz. <laughs> or like, uh, uh, like Everclear. What is that? The stuff that was like, uh, not Everclear. There was like a alcohol that was so... Yeah, Everclear. Was it Everclear? Yeah. yeah you could run a car off of it's that a, shit. It's like high-proof alcohol. Yeah. So high-proof that it was, you know, I remember... God, I remember being at a party and some like our friend, one of our friends was like shooting fireballs through his mouth, like shooting fireballs out. Lit his hand on fire, but he was okay. Was I remember my freshman year. I was I, I was a pledge. Is during my pledge year, we had to go down to an alumni's house for like a night and get to know this alumni and basically be there, be his bitch for a while. We cleaned his house and did stuff, but he was whole time he was like feeding us like uh, Everclear shots. Oh, and I was Jesus like, oh god, Christ. yeah. <laughs> Ugh, it's nasty. Yeah, it was nasty. Yeah, I was like, holy God. And so anyway, they drive on. They reach Lake House. And this is when we're introduced to my other favorite character, Caspian the groundskeeper slash caretaker. Caspian is really hard to describe, but he wears like this Bob Ross looking wig and wears a t-shirt that says, I do me on it. Yeah, I do like that. <laughs> um, and he is such a, a – he's really – you can't really describe this guy because he does he's not like a – He's not like the Jersey guy. He's not the goth guy. He's not, he's just this weird he's eccentric a, he's character. A, he's a fucking creeper. Yeah, he's, he's a total a creepo. He's a f- bizarre, like he's somewhat bizarre. A, somewhat effeminate. Yeah, but he's really into chicks. Uh, he's well spoken, 
but we'll also talk about, you know, like, buttholes and things like yeah, that. It's, he's a total bizarre, he's, creepo he's character. Most, probably the most unique character I've seen in any movie ever. He's very, I will give him he's that. definitely unique. Yeah, I love Caspian. I will say that. I do. Um, yeah, he can shift gears from talking about, like, Shakespeare to talking about, you know, like, Poo Puddles 2. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it's... <laughs> the guy... Yeah. The guy's got some range. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, after a short conversation, Caspian lets him all inside the house. Uh, now we cut to Leo DeChampo on the side of the road. He's car's broken down. He's under the hood. He's trying to fix his broken down car. And this is what it really made me think of, like the movies we used to make. Because he's like, "Oh, you dang car! Why'd you break down? Why don't like cars?" <laughs> he's just yelling to himself. But he's like, "Quote unquote, fixing the car." Yeah. He's using a screwdriver <laughs> on the hood. On the hood. I know, like, like on the bottom part of the hood. <laughs> I thought it was like, what? Re- he's got cables wrapped around his neck. It just looks ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. The whole time, I'm just like, yep. <laughs> yep. When we were 16, I'm like, that's exactly what we were, we were doing those same fucking things. Uh, <laughs> up comes Thunder Ambrosia, dressed like she's almost like a dominatrix here. Um, yeah, she's got like a short skirt, a high. Sh- very short camel skirt. Yeah, the like, boots. The, the thigh, like knee-high leather boots with heels, big heels. And like a little leather like a corset, top. corset, very skinny, like not quite yeah. a corset, but yeah, very tall top or something. Yeah. Um, anyway, she wants to know when the next bus to somewhere New York, some town is, and he's like, Leo's like, oh, well, I'll drive you up to myself. I love the way she, hey scumbag, when is the next? <laughs> <laughs> hey dick face, like, she's yeah. just always just like referring to him in such demeaning ways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Leo offers to drive her up there, and she agrees, and they off they go. We go back to the cabin where everyone's sitting around. They're talking. Again, Caspian steals the show here. Just talking. Just the way he's off being Caspian. It's pretty great. Um, during this scene, they spot a girl in a bikini exiting the lake. Yeah. Now, this yeah. shot is he, supposed to be like the cliche slow motion shot. Of like the sexy girl getting out of the lake, ocean, or pool, you know. And the only problem is that, the one, the girl's not that sexy. And two, it seems like she's having a little bit of difficulty getting out of that lake. Like navigating the lake. She's not looking up. She's looking down. Yeah. You know, it's a slow motion shot. She's not shot. like doing like the hands through the hair. Right, she's like, right. She's looking down. And she, it's like, I don't know if it's like she's walking. Like the lake's got like, you know, it's like a muddy section of the lake. And she's having her foot getting stuck in the mud or something like that. But it looks like she stumbles a bit. And then she yeah. is not handling this walk out of the lake scene very well at all. But I do love before they went to her. The stoner character, not Zeeb's, uh, Snake. Snake, Snake. Snake just looks over and goes, boobs! <laughs> yeah, he does do that. And she's got giant tits. She does have big tits. Um, so, uh, anyway, Caspian tells him that, that that her name's Ashley, and he, who he also calls Slutty McTrampor, which I thought was funny. Uh Ben is instantly in love with her at yeah. first sight. He's who's like, oh, that? who's that? Wow. And he does like the weird lick your fingers, rub them off your eyebrow yeah, thing. Make sure your eyebrows are on yeah. point. Make uh, sure your, eyebrow, was it, your eyebrows are on fleck. On fleek, yeah. On fleek. This, on fleek. this is kind of Ben's first real, uh, first instance of being kind of like over the top of like the other characters, like being slapsticky. A little, a little slapsticky, yeah. yeah. He kind of joins in the fun all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, outside, he goes. Ben goes outside where he decides the best way to introduce himself to Ashley is to go straight to the cold nipple jokes. Uh, that's an <laughs> icebreaker. No, but now hold on. When you were talking about her f- fumbling around and getting through, you know, walking through the lake. Yeah. 
And Ben runs out to meet her. You see her drying herself up, but she puts her foot up on the dock, and she's wearing a giant flipper fin. So <laughs> she's got flippers on, giant sea like floppy flippers. I, That's why she was having trouble walking around. Is because she's wearing these fucking. It was so funny because how did I miss that? I didn't had see her, that at all. They had her stand there, and then when she, you know they they show her what drying off of the dock before Ben arrives, and she lifts up her leg and flop this giant fucking flipper fin. Flops I totally down. missed that. Yeah, I totally. Missed I was it. waiting for you to like make the connection. No, totally missed it. <laughs> then you would see that. <laughs> it's like this like puke green flipper she's got on her foot <laughs> i was waiting for you to make that connection like no nope. dude did you just miss that <laughs> totally missed it wow uh i might must have looked away from the screen at that point totally missed it because i thought that was pretty funny uh so <laughs> anyway yeah so ben goes straight to the cold nipple jokes uh they chit chat um it's and then it's the scene ends with her. She shits herself and is like, oh, shit myself. Gotta <laughs> just, go. Just shit my swimsuit. Gotta go. <laughs> and she walks away. And Ben looks at the camera and breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. What a woman. Yep. That's exactly what happens. There is a, there's several fourth wall breaking moments in this movie. There's a lot of it. Uh, so we cut to Leo to Champa and Thunder. They're driving. And once Thunder says that she's going to Blood Fart Lake, Leo slams on the brakes and says that he can't let her go there. Now, the, in the while they're driving... The scenery in the background Thank that's you. moving yeah. by. I was, I was, I was glad you brought this because I was like, I almost, I was gonna write this in my notes. And I forgot that I didn't because I thought I remember. And I honestly forgot, but I was like, I, I wonder if Aaron's gonna pick up on this. If he's all gonna see images this. of space. Yes, <laughs> like the Milky Way. There's like no Jupiter. Yes, planets, <laughs> and it's it's just like pictures, and you can clearly see like the where one picture ends, the other begins. Yeah. it's on a loop. <laughs> just, which I actually the first. The first time I watched the movie, I did I missed that. Second time I watched the movie, I was like I saw him like, huh. Third time I watched the movie, <laughs> you watched this three times. Well, I watched it. <laughs> I watched. Oh it, yeah, you watched it years like ago. Like a year yeah, ago. Yeah. Then I watched it one, and then I watched the second time. When I started sure, going through my notes. Sure. Um, and I was like, you know what? I, it's actually kind of funny. I, I kind of appreciate yeah. that because it, if you pick up on it, it, it's poorly done and it's on a loop. And then like, and they're not trying to show it off. It's subtle. no, it's yeah. it's it's just there. They're it's not trying nice. to, yeah. yeah. Um, but then Leo slams on the brakes. Says, you know, I'm not can't you like, take you up there because it's doomed. I can't take it to Blood Farm Lake. That's doomed. And then, but as soon as they slam on the brakes, the plants are in. It's like yeah. the regular out. It's out just regular rural road. Yeah, regular rural road. Um, so maybe that's funny. Like, was that the aim came? Like, they're supposed to go into like light speed, like <laughs> <laughs> ludicrous like, speed. Yeah, ludicrous speed. Um, so she orders him to take him there. He still refuses. So she punches him out of the car. Ow! Farts in his general direction. She <laughs> farts on him, then takes the car and drives off. <laughs> she, she knocks him out. He's like, why would you do that? I don't need no wet veg ruining my my, my adventures. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, sorry about this. Why don't you take this, lifts up her butt cheek, and then rips <laughs> a huge fart. Right at him. Yep. And then she just drives away in his car. Leo gets up, dusts himself off, and he chases after her on foot. Yeah, he's Starts like, I can't, I can't let her go there by herself. I gotta take Smith. And Weston <laughs> kisses his muscles. I love, I love fist names perfectly. Like, if you're gonna get in a fight, I love like how you name your fists. I fucking think that's just great. You know. And so the Smith and Weston for fist names are fantastic. That's like a perfect redneck fist name. Uh, technically muscle names, but yeah. But I, I thought that was pretty solid too. I agree. Yeah. Um, so we go back to the cabin. The group is quote unquote partying. 
Uh, they're talking about they're writing off a bunch of B movie names, and they dropped Richard Grieco's name, which I picked up on because yeah, I wasn't long. We were talking about Richard Grieco. They have a whole thing. <laughs> uh, I gotta admit, something about this movie: the writing is funny. It is like the writing. Surprisingly, there's a funny writing in this. There's, like, it's good. It's pretty funny stuff. I mean, they talk. And then, unfortunately, sometimes it kind of gets lost. Yeah. Either in the accents of the characters they're playing, like the Jersey guy, uh, Zeebs. Zeebs. He talks in such a thick Jersey accent. Hey, hold on, time. Yeah. And he, sometimes he mumbles. And you got to listen to it a little closely. Yeah. But some of the dialogue that everyone, all the characters are saying, mm-hmm. and their banter back and forth with it. Is pretty funny I, stuff. Yeah, I was blown. Like the first time I watched it, I was like, I said, I hated. It. I was like, oh god, this is the worst thing ever. But then I started listening to it more. And like, man, there's actually it's pretty solid. Like it's hard. It's like the acting is so overdone that it hot it, it overshadows some like the actual funny stuff. Is really yeah. solid. Like because when they're talking about Richard, they talk about Johnny Depp, and they go. No, Johnny Depp wasn't in that movie. It was Richard Grieco. Well, well, no, that's, he's the poor man. He's the poor man's Johnny Depp. No, the poor man Johnny Depp is Skeet Ulrich. Well, then who's the poor man Skeet Ulrich? Oh, that's this guy. No, Henry Winkler is thrown in there yeah, somewhere. Yeah, you know, it's but it's funny. Like this road they go down with all these like bizarre actors, and they get like pretty deep in there. Yeah, and also some of the musical references they do too. Yeah, like a lot of the music references, like they they reference like everything from like. The Cure to Typo Negative to Bon Jovi to you know uh, Danzig. I mean, yeah, there's a lot. There, there's a lot of references in this yeah. movie to k- pick up on, and I'm sure I missed several. Of them sure, myself. There's I mean, so many. there's just so many. Uh, outside, Ben and Gwen are swimming in the lake. They're talking. Uh, they get out. You know, they get out. Ashley comes skipping up to them, uh, joining in. Quite uh, literally skipping. Yeah, literally skipping. Uh, we go back to the cabin. Gwen, Ben, and Ashley are inside now. They join the others. Time passes, night comes. Uh, at the quote-unquote dinner table, uh, it's kind of funny. They're all sitting around the dinner table with snacking and eating, and Caspian is sitting on the dinner table, Indian style, with, like, with everybody else sitting like around him. He's <laughs> got the bowls of food like yeah. on his arms and lap. It, and... Yeah, it's kind of like you know those things where you, like, you would eat sushi off a naked, like, all, you know, a naked person. <laughs> but they're eating like Doritos. And, like, Cheetos. <laughs> but, yeah, he's got like a bowl of Cheetos on one leg. He's got another bowl and he's got another one in his crotch. And he's yeah. like eating all. And he's just sitting there in the middle of the table like a centerpiece talking. And just, and he mentions that uh, he has an old film projector that he uses to watch his old porno snuff films on. But that over the years, he has amassed the world's largest Ernest P. Worrell film collection. And he suggests they do an Ernest marathon to which everyone cheers and at. everyone's excited. Excited. Yeah. Uh, but he changes his mind saying that they can do that tomorrow night. For tonight, they tell ghost stories. And we time jump to them sitting around telling their stories. Ben asks Cassie if he knows anything about this Jimmy Van Brunt guy. So he we tell a tale again. He tells a tale of Jimmy Van Brunt being He there. goes into more detail mm-hmm. than Leo DeChampa did. Um, and so basically it breaks down this. Jimmy was retarded or slow or something. They dropped up. They say retarded a lot in this movie. Um that he spent his day playing his dad's cornfield looking for a wormhole to that would transport oh, him to a reality where he would be a combination of Jason Priestley, Triple H, and David Copperfield. Fucking love that yeah, line. That was hilarious. Uh, the cool local cool kids were always picking on Jimmy. And one day when Jimmy was in the cornfield, the cool kids were running around lying firecrackers trying to scare Jimmy. Well, the firecracker set the cornfield on fire, so Jimmy... Was trapped. He shimmered up the scarecrow pole to hide inside the scarecrow suit because he was a retard and thought that would keep him safe. God. Uh, the scarecrow went up, burst up into flames, sealing Jimmy's fate. While the cool kids ran away, and he says, "Now some pe- some people saw Jimmy say people some people say Jimmy died that night, 
and his grief-stricken father died a year later, while others say Jimmy lived and killed his father for being a lazy drunk for not helping Jimmy out of the fire while he burned, and then Jimmy went on a killing spree and killing all the kids that picked on him. And people say, uh, uh, times people say at night they see a scarecrow walking around the lake at night. Uh, and that's basically Caspian's story. He finishes his story and tells him, hey, I'm tuckered out. I'm going to go jerk off and go to bed. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I love this guy. His exit is fantastic. It is. Because he goes, well, I'm going to go jerk off and hit the sack. <laughs> you know, and then it's like, okay, oh, go, don't leave. He's like, now, now, kids, that's okay. But toodaloo. And he just puts his arms up and goes, yeah. And gets drug off screen. Obviously, someone's off screen holding his feet and just drags him off screen. It is hilarious. It's so ridiculous. I can Caspian voice. I can't do it, Caspian. I couldn't do it. Uh, so, actually, she, she too leaves for the night. As others start hanging off the bed, uh, Gwen falls asleep wrapped around a giant fake llama for some reason. Again, this is one of the dumb things they threw in there that just yeah, is over yeah, the top. And, and yeah, yeah, he's asking people to watch horror movies with him. Ashley turns him down to yeah. tomorrow I'll hang out with you. He goes to Gwen. You know, he, he, Snake said no. He goes to Gwen, and she's like standing straight up like she's standing up with one leg wrapped around a llama like a, a stuffed llama and it with her arms and one leg wrapped around it and she's sleeping that way yeah, and it's again like, breaks the fourth wall looks at the camera why do i hang out with these people yeah Whoa. um so snake goes outside to sleep in the hammock uh jimmy van... listening to his bill and ted's excellent adventure soundtrack yes uh jimmy van brunt or jvb as i will refer to him throughout the rest of this comes up behind snake takes snake's headphones off his head Snake gets up out of the hammock, and then there's this dramatic shot of JVB rising up in some backlit smoke wearing Snake's headphones now. And I'm not even really going to try to recapture this death scene completely, so instead I'm just going to let you listen to the audio clip of Steve's death scene. Uh, I I shouldn't have... Snake's death. Uh, There would be several clips to listen to throughout this, because it doesn't do it... We can't do what Justice is talking about. And this, you also get a little bit of an idea of how over top these characters are and that the writing in this movie is right. ridiculous. So uh, this is Snake's death scene. Take a listen. Dude, you're wearing my phones, man. Not all right. Oh, sorry I can't hear you. I'm jamming out to some Diamond Dave solo stuff. You should check this shit out, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Dude, you sound fucking gay, man. Fucking A. Uh-oh. The tape's all done. Well, fiddlesticks. I guess there's only one thing left to do. Uh, what's that? Thanks for the rock, my man. Stay gold, pony boy. Cranberries! There is something I forgot to do. What? (laughs) Oh my god! The digits! (laughs) Fucking lame! Oh my god! Look at the blood! Time for hors I prefer oh finger food. Oh, oh. I don't think I like the taste of my fingers, man. No? Well, don't be such a fussy eater. How about a side order of this? Oh, oh, oh. my in my eye. Hey. And the world is shy, another douchebag. One, two, three, and to the four. 
Jimmy Van Brunt hack slushing at your door. <laughs> Corn really isn't everything these days. So, yeah, that is uh, Snake's death scene. Yeah, and obviously you can't, you know, tell exactly what happened. Well, we'll tell you exactly what it is. Well, we'll tell you. What you hear is Jimmy Van Brunt cut. First, he cuts off Snake's fingers Whoa! with a bow saw. Uh, then he shoves the severed fingers into Snake's mouth. And you hear somebody like, "Oh, finger I don't like good. finger foods. And That's the hors d'oeuvres or something like that. And uh, then he kills Snake by stabbing him in his soft eye hole with a piece of corn, with an ear of corn. <laughs> oh, I got corn in my eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's that's death scene one. Um, so. Now we need to talk about uh, JVB's mask. Uh, I know it's supposed to be something like a potato sack that used to be like a scarecrow's head, uh, and that's supposed to be like fused to his face and being burned in fire. But it looks so bad, and there's times where like if you just glance at it, like just kind of real quickly, like to me it looked like one of the old uh, ape masks from the original, like Planet Planet of the Apes. Um, that had like been put in a blender a little bit. I didn't quite get that. I did. It looked very monkey-esque to me. I, like I it was kind of, You know, I, it's funny. I didn't think the mask was that bad. Really? I thought the mask was okay. It actually reminded, way, reminded me way more of Scarecrow from Dark Knight Returns or Dark, the Dark Knight. Yeah. You know, it reminded me way more of like this actual Scarecrow. I didn't think it was a bad mask. I don't know. There were times where it looked very apish to me. Um, is it bad? Eh, I don't know. I, we've I've seen worse, I guess. But it's not great either. But it is, you know, it's it's what it is. You know, low budget. So it's, it's not a scarred mask. No, it's <laughs> scarred. <Jesus laughs> yeah, that one. Okay. Anyway, also I find it weird that they kept both Leo and Caspian. Every time they tell the story, they say Jimmy Van Blunt's supposed to be this retarded kid. But now, like you hear him, he talks. He's he, quite he, crafty. He's quite crafty. He's very clever. But he, I would say he's more gay than retarded. Like, yeah, he's very, he's very def- effeminate. Definitely effeminate, yeah. But, man, there's, like, no, like, really? Like, there's no retardedness there. Just very gay. <laughs> um, so, anyway, we, so we cut to the next morning. Caspian's jerking off in his shed house. Ashley comes over. Yeah, the scenery he's jerking off. It's a little, like, oh, he's got his socks on. He's got a T-shirt on, but nothing on. He's pulling his T-shirt over his junk. It's a very odd, like... It's pretty uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. I'm just like, oh. Like, I, I get you have to cover it up for the movie, but it's like, that's the most awkward way of trying to jerk off ever. Like, nobody would, but who knows? Caspian's a fucking weird character, so who knows what he does? Such a weirdo, he would jerk anyway. Off. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's very it's, odd. This looking. guy's like jerking off with no pants on, <laughs> socks and like a socks shirt and pulled an over, over his oversized junk. shirt pulled over his junk. It's just, it's very uncomfortable to like, whoa. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Ashley comes over, she goes in. Caspian says something to her along the lines of, I know why you're here. You want to taste true passion. She begs him to teach her how to fuck like he does. Caspian goes on an insane sex rant. At one point, he says that he injects raw, uncut Irish heroin into his penis before sex for ultimate pleasure. Uh, He also says something like, my plum is engorged with the porridge of my forefathers. (laughs) And uh, he... And then he just like grabs her and the red filter comes back. They start going at it. And we get cuts, a hard cut to Ben springing up in bed. Springing up. (gasps) Yeah, sweaty, shouting out Ashley's name. So it was was all just just a dream. But again, Caspian's lines are so crazy. Pretty nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. But so whoever wrote this is like, man, like, there's some, I gotta say. Got some issues, buddy. But at the same time, 
so creative. Like it's so <laughs> what? What is he saying? And it's so it's it blows my mind. Um, so that morning in the kitchen, most of them are gathered around, being ridiculous characters as they always are. Uh, and at this point, I noticed that for a goth girl, Sally wears a lot of clothes with hearts on them, which I thought was very not gothy. Uh, you know, it's <sighs> Sally. Let's talk about Sally for a second. Sally's the goth chick, but she's not that goth. She's... When I when I think of goth chick, I mean I think of someone who's got the outfit, the makeup, yeah. you know, the the broodingness. She's got the broodingness and the th- stuff down, but she doesn't have any other aspects of she a goth. She talks the talk, but she does not walk the walk. Correct. <laughs> yes, that's a very good way of putting it. You know, she doesn't fit the image that she's portraying. No. She just looks like some chick that'd be in the book club. <laughs> you know, like, you know, she's just an overweight gal who just looks like a normal overweight gal. Very Honestly, overweight, but yeah. yeah. And she, yeah, so I mean, for a goth girl, she wears yeah, lots of hearts on her clothes. She talks to talk, but does not look the part one bit. Uh, ben asks if anyone's seen Snake yet today. Caspian says no, while Gwen dances around the background doing some kind of like shitty Charleston-esque dance. <sighs> and Gwen... While talking about Ricky... Mickey Rooney's infantized nutsack. Yeah, we didn't talk about Gwen that much either. She's She's got the whole, hey, how you doing? Let's catch the trolley. Ring-a-ding-ding. Ding. Yeah, jazz yeah. hands the whole yeah. time. She's constantly doing jazz. Hands. Hey, y'all, look at this sad sack of potatoes over here. Let's put a smile on his face. You know, yeah. just, I was in this movie. Yeah, da, da, da. Yeah, and she's doing that shtick constantly, yeah. non, non-stop. The entire time she's on screen. Every time. She's always just... And camera, I'm on camera. I will say these characters, these these guys, as bad actors they are, who they, I will say they committed. They did. They committed hard to these ridiculous characters. Yes. Um. So we cut to Thunder driving. She pulls the car over, gets out. I'm guessing it runs out of gas or something. She gets out, starts hiking down the road towards the lake. Then we jump to Leo, who just is Leo being Leo, trying to track down Thunder. She pops up behind him, holding a stapler to his neck. <laughs> Now, normally I would go on a ranch about how there's no fucking way that Leah would have caught up to Thunder on foot because she was driving and he's running on foot. But it's this fucking but, movie. But yeah, but this but fucking movie, fuck I it. just don't care because nothing in this movie is meant to be taken seriously or played straight anyway for, for realism. So I was like, I do love when she it. pops up behind him and holds a stapler. He goes, oh, industrial stapler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he tells her that he was trying to protect her from getting cursed at the lake. Unlike the kids he ran into earlier. Uh, hearing that the group of kids went to the lake pisses off Thunder Moore, who is concerned that the kids may set up a chain reaction. Um, they, um, that leads, I don't know, leads her to bloody and horrible demise. And then out of the blue, she tells Leo to take off his clothes and to fuck her. Uh, the scene's insane, but you know what? Fuck, I forgot. This is our scene, uh, audio clip number two. This is their uh, Thunder and Leo's uh, conversation. There's sex scene or there's their, their, their foreplay, right, Yeah, it's, it's, again, it's a crazy, just listen, really listen to the, like, the dialogue and what's being said, and it's it's fucking bonkers. Uh, so enjoy this. Cause I saw that sign, and it opened up thine eyes. I saw that sign. Life's demanding without fucking understanding. <laughs> oh, where the fuck am I? Christ! It feels lost. Damn, oh, sucker. Industrial stapler. Leo, what the fuck? God damn, girl, you almost ended my sensuous life. What the hell you doing out here? Fuck you, what are you doing out here? Trick, I just couldn't let you come out here alone. I already had to warn some punk-ass kids about this place, and who knows what evil befell them. Now, I wasn't about to let some pussy go get cursed. Uh-uh, not on my watch. Mm. 
kids. You let kids come out here? Well, well, I wasn't about ready to stop them. I mean, they just wanted to have one last fuck weekend before the school started again. Oh, shit. I heard it'd be too late. Fuck! Girl, what the hell you going on about her? You stupid little turd hat. Those kids could set off a chain reaction that could bring their pathetic lives to a brutal and bloody end. So they are in danger? But from what exactly? Uh, the curse? J Jimmy Van Brunt? Dragons? God damn it, woman, tell me! A demon. <laughs> Demons? Demons ain't real, bitch. But there was that sweet Lombardo Bible flick that came out in the early 80s. Amazing special effects. Take your clothes off. Excuse me! Don't think I haven't been noticing you raping me with your eyes. In this time of great fear and powerful revenge-filled adrenaline, it is time for the warriors to step up to the plate and lay out some goddamned pipe. Are you a warrior, Leo? Can you plow my pussy for me to fully recharge my body and get me ready for battle? Mm. Bitch, I'm the greatest warrior that ever lived. Feel my power! It's my only chance to save those kids, asshole. So tear my shit proper. Got my stash all coming, girl. You ever do gymnastics? Well, I do fucknastics. I'm all nimble and wily inside you. I'm like a mongoose looking for nutrients. I get inside your veg and I find that sweet spot and sting you with my dick poison. Oh, yeah. Skeet, skeet, looks like rain. Skeet, skeet, looks like rain. <laughs> okay, we gotta keep that energy going up when we come back in. We already are back in. Holy shit. Skeet, skeet, looks like rain. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you heard that. I, I kind of love that scene. It's so fucking ridiculous. If you listen to the what their people, the words... They are saying it's insanity. Yeah, and it's and the visual. It's like this is where they're getting sexy with each other. He rips like that stuff. He's like, "I'm a warrior. I'm power." And he tears his shirt open. Oh, it's great! Like it's in kind of slow motion, and you hear the sound effect in the in the clip, it's but like, but like the screen kind of like it's like like this divine light like comes out comes of out of his chest. chest. And he's kind of chubby. He's kind of got man tits, which is but it's perfect. It's so it's perfect. Great. But then it goes over to her. She takes off her top. Her nipples are always illuminated. You yeah. can't see her nipples, yeah, but she's I, topless. Yeah, she's yeah, she's completely naked. Well, not naked, but she's topless. Um, yeah, <laughs> but the, her the, nipples. But, are yeah, but somebody's using like a black dot or black bar. It's like there's like she's got like divine like, light, like sunburst. Yeah, like, like, like sunlight, light coming out of just, her. Just nips, blonde, just covering up the nips, just uh, just, just enough. enough. Yeah, uh, but great, just laughing so hard. You're like, dude. I, Dude, I like I do fuck nastics and I'm like a mongoose trying to get that nut or and I'll stab you with my dick poison. Like, what the fuck? And it's delivered so, so well. I told you, like, Leo DeChampa and Caspian steal this movie. Like, I love these two characters. And she's not doing bad either. She's not. She's, she's nailing it. She's talking about, you know, <laughs> tear my pussy up proper. The one she's saying is she's doing it. I mean, she's She's right there. Yeah, she's, she's doing okay, good too. Committed to the ridiculous of this. Uh, so we cut to Zebs and Sally walking through the woods. They're talking. Uh, they too decide to have sex, but turns out they don't have a condom. So she sends him off to go get one. Uh, after he leaves, she pulls out some book, which she decides to masturbate to. Yeah, she he's... pulls out like a 
like a Fangoria book or something like it's that. It's not Fangoria. Oh, no, it's like, no, it's an actual book. Pardon me. Later, she's reading a magazine. Yeah, it's an actual hardback. I yeah. thought like it's. I looked like it's. I thought okay, it's gotta be like Edgar Allan Poe, right? Or H.P. Lovecraft. It's not. It's none of those. I I'm couldn't. Like, I couldn't tell what it was. And I didn't, it's I didn't a post. Like, she says something like it's some gaff. But thing, she's I guess, so but, she sticks her fingers in her mouth and gets them all slimy and puts them down towards her crotch yeah. and falls off screen. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty. Ugh. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, she's uh, a big girl. She's big. Uh, on his way back, Zebs finds a cassette table on the ground. When he bends over to pick it up, JVP, JVB pops up behind him holding an ear of corn. He takes that corn and somehow manages to jam it yep. up Zeb's well, ass. Because Zeb is bending over picking up the tape. With such force that it goes through his pants and punctures out through Zeb's crotch, giving him a bloody corn dick. Um, now... You might say stuff, so, you know, maybe, you, why don't you play the audio from that scene? Do you want to hear the audio? Well, guess what? You're goddamn right we're going to play the audio from that <laughs> scene, too, because it's fucking ridiculous as well. So here's Zeb's death scene. Hey, looks like Snake lost his newly acquired cassette. <laughs> Finders, keepers, losers, suck. Oh, let me see how Billy Ted I love those guys. Can they have me next to them? Oh, dude, what the? Ah, ah, my dick is huge. Gives a new meaning to cornholing, eh? Your digestive tract is amazing. Yeah, Jimmy Van Brunt, you stuck me in my ass hole. What are you doing, eh? Yo, oh, my. Your crotch looks like a thick marinara just waiting to be soaked up by a hot Italian pasta. Mmm, yummy. Now we know sounds kind of good right about now. Yeah. Later for you. You're about to swim with the fishes. Wait, then bruh, there's one thing I gotta know. You like Bon Jovi? Bon Jovi blows! So, yeah, Zeb's, he dies. He dies there. <laughs> Uh, what, what you don't hear in that clip is uh, I, I love. He's like, whoa, you like Bon Jovi? He's like, Bon Jovi, man. He's like, blows. oh, and he's like, oh no, it's not good. And he goes, looks like you had some bad medicine. Yeah, he Which, does make a bad medicine joke there uh, before he walks <laughs> off. Uh, so JVB goes off to find Sally. Who he calls that goth topic reject, which I thought which was is, pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Uh, he finds her laying on the ground reading her book. He stands over her. Uh, telling her that the fat goth look is so out now that the skinny wafy look is all the craze. Uh, JVB pulls out a vacuum hose and a pump. He stabs the hose into Sally, but really just sticks underneath like her armpit. Yeah. Uh, he turns the pump on and starts sucking the blood, fat out of her. Blood does squirt out, and I gotta admit, yeah. Sally starts screaming very dramatically. She's really, like, like we just heard Zeb's death. He's like, "Oh my dick, oh man, there is, uh, sounds pretty good." Uh. You know, so he's he's hammering up. She's actually, ah, ah, she's screaming like she's being fucking killed. Yeah. Um. So yeah, give her points for that part. Um. Uh, after a bit of sucking, he pulls the hose out, and the hose then. He puts it in reverse. He, the hose, he shoves the hose down her throat, puts the vacuum pump on reverse, and pumps her own fat down her throat into her stomach, uh, which really looks like just cool whip with a little bit of red food. Yeah, food, red the effect's food pretty lame. It's yeah, not very good. It's not. Uh, he pulls the pump back out with, with her dying words. She tells JVB that she loves him in true goth <laughs> faction. Then she dies. Jimmy Van uh, Brunk, JVB cracks some more one-liners about something. He skips, skips away. L- literally skips away. A, laughing. What beautiful little skip away. Yep. 
laughing and carrying his hose and pump and all that shit. Uh, we cut back to Leo da Champa right as he comes on Thunder's face. Which, dude, which you basically see, like, they don't hold back. Like, she gets blasted in the face like this stream of white liquid. Dude, this is straight up, come like, money shot. She's yeah, on her knees. He's, he, they're showing a close-up of him like, oh, here comes, here. And then they show her on, on her, her knees, knees, topless, just going, give it to me, give it to yeah. me. And just like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I might have to take this upstairs. Yeah, like yeah. this is like we just went. This, like, is, this, this is this is your cum shot. We yeah. just crossed it like nice something strange sexual like. <laughs> this is a little like, turn, it turned this bitch up a lot. Yeah, they did because they show her get blasted. It's like a super soaker of cum that just, goes into her face. Just splashed <laughs> all over. Just gets annihilated with. Leo DeChampa's <laughs> money shot. His Jesus juice. At one point, I think he calls it or yeah. something else. Um, so, afterward, oh, yeah, coming up. Afterward, she tells him that his nut butter was not up to par. He gets up. He gets upset that his Jesus juice wasn't up to her standards. She does tell him that he has a huge hog like a brother, <laughs> but his brew is like drinking schleps, and she should be drinking Canadian dry or Canada dry. <laughs> Again, this the writer's ridiculous, but I laugh at it. Like I, it's funny. Uh, Leo asks her if she has a phone so he can make a phone call, and she literally pulls a phone out of her ass and hands it to him. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So somehow we find out that Thunder has a brother at the lake that's uh, in a world of danger right now. So we jump back to the cabin. Ben's talking to Gwen, who's wearing like a giant Raiden-like hat now. It's like this giant rice hat. It's yeah, a very uh, Raiden hat. Gwen always has a headpiece on. Yes. You never see her hair. No. Ever. I think she's technically a brunette, or pardon me, a redhead. She's a redhead. I think she's got a little bit of red you showing see, yeah. there. But she always has some sort of like flapper hat, head like a swim cap, yeah. Raiden hat. Something's always on her head. Yes, that's very true. That is true. Um, so... Uh, he's there. T- he's talking to her about Ashley. He also tells her that he has an idea for a new line of T-shirts. He wants to, where he wants to put a picture of racist horror-themed comedian Henry Cato, or Cato, uh, with one of his jokes underneath it that says Dracula was a fag and them's the facts. Which I don't fucking get this at all. <laughs> like this must be a very deep dive joke. Like really skim yeah. the bottom. Of references because I don't get this one at all. Now, did you research this? Guy I, I never even heard of this Henry Chateau, and apparently neither did Google when I searched for him <laughs> because I turned that name in and Google. I got nothing from huh. Google, so I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, this might... I don't get it. This one they went a little too far. Pretty pretty road. obscure. Huh? Yeah, real really really far. Um, so Gren walks off. Ben pitches another idea to her about an earnest T-shirt. While she walks away, uh, he eventually goes after her. He walks around the corner of the house and finds her laying on the ground unconscious. JVP, JVB pops up, hits Ben in the face with what looks like a wiffle ball bat Yeah, or something. It, it's a wiffle ball bat. He's like, batter up. Blackout. Ben wakes up in the cabin tied to a chair. Next to him is Gwen also tied up. Sitting, in the, and, and sitting on the kitchen counter in front of them is Caspian. And at one point, he's not even really sitting. He's kind of like laying on his side, like his hand underneath his yeah. chin. He's like kind of like that sexy side laid pose or something like that. But he's like laying right in front of him. The Donald Trump playgirl spread. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, dun, dun, dun. Turns out that Caspian is one of the bad guys here. He starts talking about all the horrible things he's, that he's done in the past and that he's, he's going to do. 
and he's going to watch them get slaughtered for his own erotic enjoyment. Uh, and he says this while he's like rubbing his nipples too, just <laughs> being creepy, weird Caspian. Uh, he also tells Ben and Gwen that he ate their other friends and drank their bones. Caspian says they were just the appetizers and Gwen and Ben are the main course. He then introduces them to his so-called chef for the night, Jimmy Van Brunt, who comes out holding Ashley in like a bear hug. Gwen comes to the realization that JVB is the puppet and Caspian is the puppeteer. Caspian then says that he hasn't killed anyone in years thanks to an incantation they found in this little weird fictional tomb. And he pulls out a pocketbook whose cover reads, Personal Bible, Verses for Comfort, Assurance, and Salvation. (laughs) Which is pretty funny, too. Um, uh, And this is how, how he was able to bring Jimmy Van Blunt back to life was... A spell he found in a Bible. You're like, those <laughs> shitty little Bibles those assholes hand to you. Yeah, you're, really crappy. Like, when you're one. leaving the hockey game or something, like, hey, do you want this? Well, Christ is your savior. Like, fuck. God yeah, damn they also it. hang out at like, airports a lot, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Caspian monologues for a bit here. Uh, ben closes it out saying, you're never going to get away with this. Caspian responds saying, what pray tell is going to stop me? And on cue, Thunder and Leo da Champa burst in through the front door. <laughs> Thunder's armed with a large handgun, which is really just like an air pellet gun when you see it up close. Yeah, but it's 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 but like it, yeah. it's better looking than some fake guns. We've yes, seen it is. It actually looked like a gun because the first time you see, it, like, oh god, that's a big gun. But then later in the scene, you see it like, from another angle, like, oh, that's just a pe- pe- it's like, like an, an air, air pellet airsoft gun, or yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but still, much better looking than we've seen in the past. And she's and she says, "Me, motherfucker!" And then Shock Caspian says, "Sister!" And everyone's surprised and taken aback by this revelation. Thunder orders Leo to untie Ben and Gwen and get them to safety, which he does. Thunder turns her attention to Jimmy Van Blunt, who tosses Ashley on the couch. Thunder shoots JVB twice, dropping him to the ground, then points the gun back at Caspian. She says to him, you think you could just kill mom and dad and never suffer the consequences? Caspian says, they got what they deserved. And to which Thunder replies, you think they deserve to die just because they bought me the Prince record and you got the Captain Catch and the Strip Shack Shooters cassette? <laughs> and Caspian answers... Saying, fuck yes, they deserved it. I fucking love Prince and they knew it. And you know what? what? Fuck this. You know what? Just listen to the audio clip. Yeah, here, it's, here. it's too much to talk. Yeah, it's too much. It's 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 hilarious. Uh, it's weird. It's weird, but yeah, here's the... Great 80s references. Yeah, here's the exchange between Thunder and Caspian. Thought you could just kill mom and dad and never suffer the consequences? Well, I have done a pretty good job so far, don't you think, sis? And look at you looking all butch and ready to rumble. Mom and Dad got what they deserved, and you were just too blind to see it. They deserved to die because they bought me the Prince record and you the Cat McGeech and the Shrimp Shack Shooters cassette? Yes, they deserved to die. I fucking love Prince, and they knew. <gasps> Cat McGeech and the Shrimp Shack Shooters, what the fuck is that? Yeah, but you were into pirates at the time. The point is, you always got whatever you wanted, and I always got shafted. Those motherfuckers bought you a brand new pair of Jordache jeans and me a brand new pair of women's Capri pants. I had to tell all my friends the makers ran out of the material. And that was the style. So you killed them for it, hmm? Finding that spell was the best thing that ever happened to me. And for once, I was in control of my own life. I used that fleshly bag of straw to take control of my own destiny. And I took life by the nuts and pushed the pedal to the metal. Well, your killing spree ends here, brother. 
I've waited a long time to avenge our family, and tonight they shall finally rest in peace. No, sister! Friends to the end, remember? This is the end, friend. So, yeah, there's there's that crazy exchange. It just... I don't know. I love I love the Jordache reference. Jordache jeans, That's, women's capri pants. Yeah, it's 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 pretty great. Uh, but anyway, at, when that ends, uh, uh, JVB he he's get, he gets up, he attacks Thunder, and basically carries her, tosses her outside. This leads to a crappy fight scene. Um, JVB ends up swinging Thunder's body around, which hits Leo to Champa, <laughs> knocking him face first into a tree. Crappy fight scene. This fight scene's awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, at first it looks like it gets better. Like it, it's really bad. It's, it's so, so cheesy. It's so cheesy. So ridiculous, but it's so fun. Yeah, it is. I agree. I mean, crappy's like in like the, those first few punches thrown between Jimmy Van Blunt and Thunder are really bad looking. So it looks, but it does like pick up and get much more entertaining and yeah. fun at right after that. Um, so the Champa rages at this point. He shouts at the JVB to JVB that he's going to hang his asshole on his wall. Then he charges into the fight. You unleash the beast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, JVB get, he gets both Leo to Champa and Thunder by the neck, lifts them up off the ground. Meanwhile, Ben, Gwen and Ash, are just standing there by a tree watching and like, commentating on the whole fight. Right. They're just standing there. Uh, and then there's a shot of Leo DeChampo running away from Jimmy Van Blunt, who has Thunder like wrapped around his back, like like you would go get a piggyback ride. She's yeah, like, she's like beating him, him on, on the, the head, back. and he's running. And then Jay, as Jay, as Leo DeChampo runs away, he says, "Where's Benny Hill when you need him?" Which <laughs> which really made me. I like that was a good one. That one made me laugh. I like that. Uh, Gwen's talking about how this would make a great movie, which she would call Terror at Blood Fark Lake, and they look right into the camera with jazz hands mm-hmm. and. Uh, what this movie needs right now is a dance scene. And we cut to Jimmy Van Blunt, Thunder, and Leo DeChamp, but they're doing like a jig or a doing hoedown like a or something. Yeah, or something. something. Yeah. Um, Gwen swears this movie will be bigger than Pluto Nash. And that's when she, <laughs> that's when she gets impaled through the stomach from behind by an ear of corn. She falls over dead. And there's Caspian laughing as he calls her a bitch and fades away into the darkness doing his weird Caspian giggle laugh, which is pretty good. Uh, now it cuts over to Leo da Champa fucking Thunder from behind. So in the middle of fight scene, he's just like he's, he decided to take a break. They're he's, fucking, he's fucking her from behind, <laughs> up against the tree. Baby B is coming up, and he's smacking him off with one hand. He's like, "Get him, Daddy! Get him!" And he's like punching him with one hand. He's fighting with one hand. He's still thrusting away. And he's like, "Yeah, he, he fights off Jimmy Van Blunt with one hand." Uh, wow, it's, it's just crazy. Uh, and so now the movie switches to this black and white. Um, film completely like old film strip lines. Yeah, like, so uh, it looks great. almost yeah like old filmy. Yeah, very old filmy. Uh, Gwen's back up and she goes into this elaborate, over the top death monologue. Um, you know, r- they ripped out like the old movies that just yeah. you know, goodbye everyone. Yeah, goodbye. Bye. She's I miss you. She's, she talks. She goes to each and every character. I'm gonna miss you. I'm gonna and miss talks you. To each very, one. Adam becomes like more. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Like, yeah. I'm going to miss you the most, Scarecrow. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Which she even says to the Scarecrow. She does, I'll yes. miss you the most. Um, so it ends with uh, Jimmy Van Blunt snapping Gwen's neck again, killing her for a second time. Uh, and as soon as she does, uh, he does, the movie goes back to like color and it's normal normal look. Uh, Ashley has had enough of all this shit and of Ben. And she, just, <laughs> she just walks away. Yeah. She's like, she's I've like, had enough of you, Ben. I, this shit, I'm, I'm leaving. And she just like, walks off. This, I'm gone. And just 
That's it. She's, she's gone. gone. She just walks out of the movie, basically. And <laughs> never seen again. So she's gone. Uh, pissed off that he didn't get to score with Ashley, Ben attacks Caspian, blaming him for ruining his weekend. <laughs> Caspian calls for JVB's help, but uh, gets told that... J- but then... But JVB ends up getting the old Johnny Cage from uh, Thunder. Which I kind of love. She drops down... Waboom! Does the does the Johnny Cage nut punch? Yep. It zooms in on her, and she's like, <laughs> which yeah. I love. And the shots between uh, Jim uh, yeah. Van Blunt's legs too. Yeah, it's a good shot. Yeah. So, uh, so where was it? Uh, yeah, J- Jimmy Van Blunt falls to his knees. Leo Champa pops up behind him, stabs JVB through the top of the skull with an ear of corn, uh, refusing to die. JVB gets up, writing off some bullshit about Orville Redenbacher and corn and food in the brain or something. I don't know. Uh, Thunder and Leo DeChampa double, double kick, double jump kick or like crane kick or something like that. JVB in the chest, which sends him flying into the lake. Slow motion splash. Yes. Next, Thunder farts out some more rope from her ass. She farts out some rope, tells Ben to tie up Caspian. <laughs> God. Uh, after a short exchange of words, Thunder goes into her monologue about how she's going to end Caspian, and God damn it, it's, it's just, it's fucking, um, uh, I, you know what, I don't know how to describe it, just, just listen to it. <laughs> Caspian, my brother, you leave me no choice. You shall never kill again, for I am your destruction. I've been training for this moment for years, and my powers are now strong enough to execute the task at hand. Huh? And now, I shall envelope you around my back door entryway. Come again? The Sasquatchian mystics of the Adirondack Mountains gave me this gift. The only way to truly destroy your evil is to ritualistically shove your whole body into my asshole. Or once inside my cavity, you shall be eaten alive by a small army of saber-toothed leeches that I've been raising in my bowels for months. Once they have suckled and feasted upon your soft flesh, I shall then poop you back out in a shitstorm of nothing but hair and bones. And you thought I was sick and twisted? Ben, pick him up. Leo, you help him. You're on your own with this one, sister. Oh, you big baby. Sabertooth <laughs> leeches. Sabertooth leeches she's been raising in her bowels for months. Uh, kind of love it again. Uh, so. so they're going to put Caspian in her asshole, <laughs> in her asshole. to be feasted upon by, by sabertooth, sabertooth leeches. Where she got from Sas- uh, Sasquatchian a cl- like shaman or something? From like the Appalachian that. Mountains. <laughs> Um, <sighs> it there's funny when uh, so yeah, it's it's fucking bonkers. Uh, and what you yeah, uh, Thunder bends over. Ben drags Caspian over to her ass. She says to Ben that this is the Ben's like, there's gotta be another way. And she's like, no, this is the only way. And to stick that fucker up my ass. She or gets something on like that. all fours. Her, she's got a short skirt on. Yeah. Um, and then we just see Leo. But the funny <laughs> thing, right before, the one I like is like, uh, right. She says this is the only way. And Caspian's like, Caspian says, retorts saying, there's a million other ways, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't want to go up your ass. There's a million other ways to kill me. So I thought that was pretty good. So yeah, Ben shoves Caspian up Thunder's <laughs> they, ass. They show her on all fours, and they're just like popping his head against her butt at yeah. first, and they just show. It. He's like, ah, ah. But then they cut to her 
like on all fours and there's Ben and Leo on each side and she's bracing and like oh, making faces. Then they kind of show her again, like her, him like sliding between her legs. The yeah, way you see like the feet like go up underneath her. Like, yeah, it's uh, so I mean, give it, you know, if so you can't do this best way you can do it without CG, I mean, they you know, they didn't have much choice. Sure, it is what it is. Uh, but once he's up inside of her, she starts giving us a play by play as to what's happening to Caspian inside of her body. She also tells Ben and Leo to hold her down for support. Which again, this whole thing is—it's kind of, pretty humorous. It really is. Uh, eventually, she says she's going to expel Caspian from her bowels. Leo enthusiastically shouts, "Shit like a Viking!" Which <laughs> I'm not really sure what that means or how one shits like a Viking. But I like it. I liked it too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked it. <laughs> I think I'm gonna use that for the shit like a Viking. <laughs> um, so Thunder says one last, "See you in hell, brother." And then she shits out Caspian's bloody bones with and this other red goop. <laughs> she thanks Leo and Ben for their help. Uh, Leo rants about wanting more than a thank you because he should be home watching Bill Cosby eating pudding. <laughs> or b- watching, b- watching Bill Cosby and, and eating, eating pudding. pudding. Uh, ben just looks at the camera and says, I hate my life. Uh, Thunder asks either one of them if they have... If, <laughs> Thunder says, do you have... Turns to him and goes, do you have a moist toilet? <laughs> And it's ba- blackout, roll credits. That's that's it. That's the movie. Uh, after the credits, there's a shot of what I think is supposed to be Jimmy Van Blunt's head. It's either that or just a human heart. I can't tell really what it is because it's, it's under the water. It's yeah, underwater yeah, in the yeah, lake. yeah. And they the rip off Friday Thirteenth. Ma ma ma. Sound bit plays. Uh, which is which? There's is uh, it's a uh, Jimmy 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 Van Blunt Blunt Blunt. That's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so you hear that, and then it blackouts again, and that's the. Uh, that, that's the end of it. That, that's the movie. That, that's that's Terra Blood Fart Lake, Moongoons. Terror at Blood Fart Lake. Oh my god, what a uh what a ride. What a ride that was. What a weird one. Very weird. Very, very fucking weird. Alright, so uh let's move on to this week's favorite kills. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. Aaron, what do you got this week for favorite kill? Ah uh, well. Everyone died by corn, basically. <laughs> Everyone's just kill- right. Everyone's just getting killed by corn. Except I mean, for poor Caspian. <laughs> Snake got ki- like finished off by corn. He got chopped up with a saw, saw but corn. then killed by corn. Zeebs killed by corn. Um, Sally was a lifeful suction. Yeah, but like uh, Gwen got stabbed by corn, but later neck break, neck snap, and then. Uh, got shoved up a girl's ass. JVB got killed by corn. Yeah, that's got right. Corn in the head. Yep. That's that's four corn kills. Yep. Jesus. A lot it's of little, corn. It's a little corny. <laughs> Nicely done. Was it? Uh, it was pretty cheap. I say nice done because I can't believe we went the entire movie without saying a corn pun. A little once. corny. A little mm. corny. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So uh, I think my favorite kill is probably going to be Caspian going up the asshole of Thunder Ambrosia. <laughs> Thunder Ambrosia. A great name. <laughs> because it's so ridiculous. And then she just shits out bloody bones. It's like, it's again, it's like a really bad Mortal Kombat fatality. Like, you just can't clean with like, the bones shitting out. Like, they, always, and I just, they always did a Mortal Kombat. Like, they, somebody would explode and be like, 12 rib cages, six heads. Yeah, yeah. Bloody red. <laughs> <laughs> pile of bones. That's kind of what this was. Like, when kind of, yeah. Like, just multiple bloody bones in a pile. But I just love the visual of them pushing his head against her <laughs> right. butt. And he's like, ah, no. <laughs> I just love that weird visual. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's I, it's it's hard to top that one, man. I don't know if I really can say there's. I did like Zeb's death also because he talks like this. So he was like, "Oh, your dick looks like marinara." He's like, "Oh, that does sound pretty good." <laughs> uh, I just there's so there's, every kill is ridiculous. Yeah, they're that, all fucking ridiculous. That one was my favorite. Um, yeah, I I start, yeah Zeb, Snake, or Caspian again. Like those are the three that really stand out. Um, oh God, what if I have to pick one? I'll say. Uh, I'll say snake. Yeah, close. I mean, they're all really neck neck. I'm going snake. Yeah. I don't know. I I got thing with the, the eyes. The eye corn the eye hole is. Oh, crazy. got corn in my eye. <laughs> Plus, at least there was a little variability. He did use a saw to it, cut off his fingers. Finger, yeah, shoved his fingers in his mouth. Yeah, stabbed him in the eye with the corn. You know, so it was a lot going on. Yeah, there, it was multi step. Yeah. Um. So it was I, just. <laughs> They're all fucking weird and crazy, but yeah. I, I, but Caspian is really good, too. I mean, just the visual of it, it's in, the insanity of it is, just, is top-notch. So, all right, that's favorite kills this yeah. week. Moving on to uh, the odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them, too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? All right, ratings. IMDb gives it a 4.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, no thermometer score. Not surprised by that one bit. But it does have a 50% audience score. Wow. 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 Yeah, I thought that was really high, too. Um, and Amazon gives it a 2.6 out of 5. <laughs> That's not that high. Uh, plot keywords, there's, there were only six. There's plot keywords. There were six. Nice. Cabin, wood, slasher, spoof, cult film, surprise after credits, and Toberone, which I don't even know what the hell that is. Toberone is a candy bar. Okay. The candy. It's the Toberone you get at... Uh, all right. This is the reason they mentioned Toblerone, okay? Because when there's a scene where Sally is talking about how she had a dream that Danny Elfman came out of her asshole and stole a Toblerone chocolate bar from her or something along those lines. Okay. I don't remember exactly what was going on because it's so convoluted and bizarre and the the, the dialogue is so in-depth and, you know, it's very specific. So it's just, wow. Because she even starts talking about Danny Elfman playing Beetlejuice out of her anal cavity. But she mentions a Toblerone candy bar in that in that wow, description. That's so oddly specific to it, put that like corn's not a plot keyword. Fright right? rags t-shirt. And, and, and the thing that makes me mad about hearing these plot keywords, I mean, they're so generic. Yeah, woods, cabin, surprise, well, ending, that's the thing, or whatever. That's the thing, most of them are so. All, most of them are that. That's why I never really read them most of the time. Yeah, it's that's such a funny. bummer because you I was think like Toblerone. What the fuck's Toblerone? Like, I didn't even know what that was, dude. You, the only places you seem to really find Toblerone candy bars, oddly enough, it just seems like you always find them at the airport. <laughs> it's just like Toblerones and airports go hand in hand. <laughs> all right, so well, I'm gonna get you a Toblerone candy bar. Thank you for explaining that to me. At least I get it now. Uh, trivia, there was none. I'm a candy eating motherfucker, motherfucker. All right, I love my candy, so I know exactly <laughs> what that was. Uh, exit trivia, there was I couldn't find anything. Uh, budget again, couldn't yeah. find anything. Not not surprising, but it's super low. Obviously, five hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be it's like, gotta be pork chop area, like three, five, ten thousand. Yeah. It can't be more than ten thousand. Oh hell no! And uh, you know this was probably filmed in a matter of days. Yeah, like like or, over or a weekend. weekend. <laughs> Yeah, um, so th- that's all there is. But that brings us to this week's five-star reviews. Is this your guilty pleasure? Five-star reviews. All 
All right, now five-star reviews. There were to 22 total reviews on Amazon. 27% are five stars with 50% being one-star reviews. Now, I wrote down several reviews on this because I figured we had some time to kill. I did write down one that was actually off of um, uh, IMDb. But, but uh, some of them are a little longer. But see, some of these are like maybe the best reviews that we've had in a while in huh. my opinion so i'm gonna read them and just you know lay, enjoy it yeah lay it on me brother so the first one's from baby crab cakes titled new wave porn cinema with corn comma porn with corn i'm always suckered in by these titles not not that i watch porn religiously but this title drew me in thinking this was a new form of porn i had not yet seen and i was right this is at the vanguard of new wave porn cinema porn that is Suitable for people of all voting ages, as most sex was simulated. Nudity was masked with some weird lighting techniques I've never seen before. And the final sex scene where an entire man was crammed inside a female's anus to be reborn as sausages. Some sort of symbiotic artsy-fartsy thing I do not quite get the hidden meaning of. Um, was magnificent in vision and scope. Most porn movies of late have no story. This one was a throwback to the golden age of porn when stories were key and the sex was secondary. Something to do with the rating systems. And if I may, I would say even a further throwback to the 60s when porn was massed as foreign art films. This new wave porn cinema takes all the above and then manages to hide the pornographic nature of the content with wicked dialogue and a plot involving plot involving legend and folklore. Like Big Butt Bottoms and Jugs 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. I've seen them all. A good trucker porn series featuring Big Butt Bottoms and Jugs as two CB Huston 18-wheeler road warriors lost an adventure. <laughs> I am sure this will have a tear at Blood Fart Lake 2, 3, 4, and 5, and even a 6. Kudos to the writers. Writing is rare in porn these days, and they brought back a lost art. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Booking this one as porn, huh? <laughs> So <laughs> I mean, it does have a lot of sexual innuendo, a lot of sexual like references. Yeah, I mean, if one is so bold, they could possibly, possibly. No, I mean, ah. it, it's fine. We've seen more, watch more porn ass like sex scenes than the other, but I just found that was pretty a, funny. I thought it was funny. Next, we have uh, Patrick Archer titled "Greatest Movie of All Time." I never lived until I saw this movie. Five stars. Hmm. Wendy N. Wendy N. Wagner, titled Raunchy, Dumb, Cheap, and Happy to Be It. This movie is pure delight. It's packed with quotable lines, ridiculous characters, and extended death scenes. It might have been shot on an old flip phone, and the effects such as they are could be performed by your 11-year-old nephew with some props from the grocery store and a spirit Halloween store. The acting is slightly worse than my old community theater group, but performed with plenty of a knowing wink. And the script is so dirty, it would need a trip to an industrial washing machine before my mother-in-law could even be allowed in the same building with it. But this movie make, will make you laugh your butt... I'm sorry. But will this movie make you laugh your butt off? Question mark. Will it fill you with jo uh, joy just to be alive? Will it saturate your inner mongoose who has desperately been seeking spiritual nutrients? <laughs> it did for me. Five stars. <laughs> I like the callback. Yeah. Uh, Jay Belmore writes, Second Coming of Jesus. I never lived until I saw this movie. <laughs> I voluntarily watched it two times. Five stars. Thomas J. Perot. Peral I don't know. Fuck him. Yeah. Uh, just wow. I asked myself, what the fuck am I watching quite often? But nonetheless, it was great. Five stars. And from Amazon customer, best film ever. Your life isn't complete until you see this movie. Five stars. What is with people coming like 
coming to life with this movie. Oh, you haven't lived until he says, I haven't lived until I've seen this. Yeah. So, all right. One star reviews. One stars. Ken S. His review is titled, Hambone wanted a waste of time. Hambone got it. <laughs> Hambone thinks this was the biggest waste of time. Hambone is reasonably sure the four and five star reviews are fluffed. If you made it past the credits, you get the above comment. Just, uh, so one star. Uh, just Radar Community College, uh, right, Community College Class Project. Skipping 10 seconds at a time through the first 20 minutes didn't make it any less painful. One stars. Mike Norton. What the what? This movie makes trauma seem subtle. One star. Rich Lance just writes dog shit. <laughs> One star. <laughs> and Turtle writes, I was expecting a bad movie and got less than expected. One star. Now, this last one is the longest review I'm ever going to read on this show. What? It, But I think it's really well written and pretty good. And like I said, we got time to kill. So this one's off of IMDb and it's from Trauma Freak. Okay. So that now longest review you've ever read 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 on the show. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think I'll, I'll probably never ever read one this long again. Kick back. So then. sit back, grab your beer, and enjoy this. I got, I got my beer. All right. All right. From Trauma Trauma Freak. Oh my dear sweet lord! No, no, a hundred thousand times no. What happened here? How many silly puns, wacky voices, and pointless references to other movies does one need to make a worthwhile B-horror flick these days? Seriously, I want an explanation. You understand this isn't Ed Wood bad. This isn't H.G. Lewis bad or Lloyd Coffin bad. This isn't even Ray Dennis uh, Steckler bad. This is super bad. This is Seaver bad. We begin with reason to stop watching number one. Meet Hambone. Go ahead, Hambone. Say your name a few more times, Hambone. I'm sure it'll eventually be funny. No, wait. Too late. Before this much-deserved demise, Hambone... Oh, I'm sorry. Before his much-deserved demise, Hambone invited his friends out to a cabin for the weekend, most of which talk with painfully wacky voices, painful like fingernails on a chalkboard while a night to dismember his plane. Hambone's friends include 80s guy, empty-headed 80s guy, outlandish goth hog, Eager actress, regular guy, FrightRags.com, and of course the host, Mr. Fruity Fro, who is by far the highlight of the night. And I think there's even a storyline, a killer or something, yeah, some scarecrow thing who always has something witty to say. The tagline is as follows, one part Friday 13th, one part Ernest Goes to Camp, and three parts Cream Cheese. A more appropriate tagline, you ask? Question mark? The ultimate sin against filmmaking! Is the tagline he's going with. It makes me sick to even think about it. My B-horror collection has reached an all-time low. In fact, some of my other low-budget horror DVDs have a certain stench to them now just from being on the same (laughs) shelf. Come to think of it, my whole house stinks now. I've heard about this Chris Seaver guy a while back. I was tempted to try out his earlier movies called Mova, Zombie Ass Kicker, but never got around to it. Jeepers, I sure am glad. Instead, I bought the much, much more expensive Terror at Blood Fart Lake. (laughs) I was so willing to give this Seaver guy a chance because God knows I love B-Horror, but this one's just too much to ask. Really uncool, Seaver. Really uncool. To be, to be blunt, Chris Seaver should be ashamed of himself. That is, unless he is in elementary school or something. In that case, congratulations are certainly in order, young man. But if you're in your 30s like I suspect you are, then you owe me and at least a few other unfortunates a written apology and a refund wouldn't hurt, but I'll settle for an apology. Regardless of what this guy's deal is, I still take full responsibility of my poor judgment, not to mention my wastefulness. I mean, 
with the shame of the economy is in it all, with so many out of work, so many people having to do without, but me, I spent nearly 30 bucks on a movie called Terror at Bloodfart Lake, which come <laughs> to find out is a whole lot worse than it sounds. After this, I might just take a break from my B-horror movie collection for a while. In fact, the High School Musical trilogy is sounding better and better. Thanks again, Seaver. Thanks for nearly ruining my love for B-cinema. For anyone else who may dig the schlock, turn around, run away, and never look back. Oh, who am I? Hell am I kidding? I love this movie. <laughs> a shocking change of heart. All right, fine. It's a good movie. I don't know what I was thinking. My apologies to Chris Seaver and his talented cast. Assuming any of you good people ever read my misguided hate from earlier. I'll admit it. I got a little carried away from my original reaction. But after several more viewings, LBP actually won me over. I totally get it now. This movie is hilarious. This movie is a masterpiece. and I love everything about it. Not only do I now plan on buying Mova zombie ass kicker, but I am going to make it a priority to add every Chris Seaver film I can find to my collection. At first glance, Terra of Bloodfart Lake may appear to be worthless garbage, but just give it a chance. It just might prove to be worthwhile trash and a future class of exploitation. So just ignore the hate and check it out. Long live LBP 10 out of 10. Wow. There you go. <laughs> wow. That was a great review. Yeah, that was good. That's why I said that, that's it, it was it was worth long, but it was long worth but good, long but worth it. Yeah, yeah. I hold I, I agree. So there's our uh, there's our takes. Uh, let's let's close it out now, man. What what's your final take on Blood Fart Lake, Aaron? I feel as if that last description actually was pretty accurate about the way I felt about it because there are certain things I really hate about this movie. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, we're watching horror movies, mm-hmm. right? And this is just barely classifies as a movie you know i mean really it's it's just short of what we used to do and i'm not joking this is very close to what we did yeah now granted it's over an hour long so they did they put in the work they put in the time they had actors but what saves it is it's their quality is so bad what saves it is this crazy dialogue it's such good dialogue good writing bizarre jokes for people like us just (laughs) weird misunderstood bizarre writing you know it's so fun it's so much fun uh i had a good time watching it i watched my wife she chuckled a lot and there's a lot of subtle little things like uh zebes is wearing a britney fox like t-shirt which is like a metal band of like chicks with dicks kind of metal band. i don't know but it's from the eight yeah yeah but it's like dudes dudes that look really like you thought like Warrant and and Motley Crue kind of had a feminine, like you know, had a girl look to him. This Britney Fox band, like, was like, we're going as hard as we can in the female yeah. type. But it's just like little things like that. Melissa saw that she's like, fucking Britney Fox shirt, <laughs> and it's just like little things. Ernest P. Warhol call out. There's so much going on with this, with like the fun little nuggets you can pick up from this movie. I'm going to have to say so bad is good because you know what Holy you're getting. Holy fuck. You know what you're getting. I thought for sure this movie was going to break you. And I thought I had, you were going to, like, this was going to be one of you, like, as soon as you walk in the door, you're like, what the fuck? Fuck you, man. Why'd you make me watch this? Like, I thought I was going to break you at this one. I, well, you're right off the bat, you know exactly what you're getting. So it's not like a movie that even tried, you know, it's like I said, it's I can't believe it's on Amazon, honestly. <laughs> I can't believe it would actually be finding it. I thought for sure we'd have to buy it. It's because it's they don't try to trick you. They don't try to fool you. Right off the bat, they have fake mustaches and fake hair. Yeah. Like really bad. Really bad. Fake, fake mustaches, fake hair. They're not trying to fool you. 
they're having fun. You go along for the ride. It's a good time. All right. <clears throat> I'm I'm stunned. I'm stunned. I'm blown away. Uh I I too I never thought yeah, I'd say I know. so bad it's good. So bad it's good, man. <laughs> the first time I watched this movie, I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Like a year ago, I fucking but I swear like the more I watched it, the more I got it. And the more I really started really listening to the dialogue. I once I got past like I the, the wacky character at voices, I'm like and start paying attention to the dialogue. Like, there's some funny shit in this movie. Yeah. Some really funny, obscure, weird ass shit. And I'm sorry, but even though he's not, they're not great actors. But Leo DeChampa and Caspian steal the show. They are. I love those two characters. I absolutely loved them. They cracked me up. So you know, I usually watch the movie just once. Yeah, I watched this twice. See, that blows me away. Like, this is the movie you would watch twice. Twice. Of all the ones we've watched, you've done. This is the one you chose yes. to watch twice. Yes. That blows me away. Yes. And I'm sure uh, Brian Welsh, who sent this to us, probably thought he was going to get us with this one. Like, but sorry, Brian <laughs> Welsh, we fucking man, we're we're I liked it. We're clean sweeping, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was so bad. It so was bad. It's so good. bad. But it just had just the fun, weird crap in there that just gave me, made me go. Right. And to be perfectly honest, it took me back to a to a time when we made these movies. Yeah. We made, so I was like, it's it kind of made me think. If we actually stuck to it and tried to really make it into a movie, we'd probably make something very similar to this. Oh, if we tried probably to do not... it today, right now, it'd probably still be similar to this. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the writing is, but it's it's superb. Yeah, We're like I like I don't. It's so stupid. Written by it's Ron, so it good. Ron Bonk wrote, but man, if he, man Bonker, I guess he, there had to be other people like court. Like, I'm sure there was a collaboration. Collaboration, but man, it's so. There's some great lines. So much fun. There's so many great lines. I mean, skeet, skeet, skeet looks like rain. Uh, that's a great one. Uh, All the bizarre references. So much, like shit I, like a Viking? I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> it's, it's great. So, so Bloom, I would have bet. I never. I would have lost my ha- my house if I would have bet <laughs> on this movie. But, but yeah, so bad it's good, guys. Uh, it's – and what – also, uh, I found out they made a sequel. I saw that, <laughs> which I haven't watched yet, but I'm going to. And I mean, you might be doing it on this movie in a few, in somewhere down the road, just because. Uh, see if it, back to Blood Fart Lake, seeing if it, if it lives up to the the. the that's a one. tough one to follow. It is. That's a real tough order because to follow. the point of a sequel is to be better than the first. And mo- let's be honest, most sequels fail than being better than the first. The only few I can think of on the top of my head, uh, Terminator Two is better than Terminator One. Uh, that's all. That's all. I got. <laughs> that's all. I got. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's not better, but like take it to it, keep it going. Like it's it could be interesting because uh, all I know is that Ben comes back in the second, and so is Leo Champa. So if you have Leo Champa, I'm on board. Well, I'll I mean, we, we already saw Caspian be shit out in a pile of bloody right. bones. But I'm saying we have Champa coming back, so sure. we have that character, and out. So I'll at least watch it for that and try to enjoy it that way. Uh, and we'll see what if that shows. What, it might wind up on the show one day down the line. Um, God damn! I, I, this movie. I, you know what? I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if you do it really soon because <laughs> you seem to like to do that to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You did that too with the pork chop series, baby. You're yeah, like back to back to <laughs> back. And I'm like Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was just a fuck with you. Like I want to see how much. Again, try, I was trying to break you on that <laughs> you one. You just about did. Uh, no, I, no, I got next few weeks already planned. It won't be for a while, but we might get to it. 
Um, all right, guys, that's going to wrap us up. Uh, I'm still stunned, and I'm stunned that we're, we're both recommending that you watch this movie. I, I honestly do. It's yeah. only in, it's 70 minutes long, dude. You, you, you really, it's not going to hurt you. Kill an hour of time. It's funny. Um, Don't be put off by the low production value. Yeah. You know what? Even for low production value, I honestly think they did. Okay. It's it's for what they had. They probably did as well. I mean, the, the sound never really went out. No, there there weren't. Really, there were a couple times here and there where you could tell they were talking away from the microphone. Yeah. But it wasn't that bad. No, the lighting was, was the lighting was never that bad. You're right. So like, the film quality is the worst part. But even yeah. that, it's like, but. The, yeah, the light and the sound were actually pretty solid for its for its budget for its, yes, for its like level you want to call it because we've seen a lot worse from other low budget movies that but oh there's some low budget movies watched where the lighting is so bad see it, yeah now there were a couple times the lighting was off and it's getting dark but you could still see everything that was going on yeah so you know they 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 covered their bases for your basics um yeah I'm just I'm just stunned I I that but. Yeah, just go watch. Do yourself a favor, guys. Kill an hour. Watch this movie. Uh, just, just sit. Get past the first five, six minutes of it where, where it's really annoying with the character when you think you're going to want to turn it you, off. You'll get sucked in. But then you'll get sucked into it. Um, so once the other champion shows up, you should be all right. All right, guys. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna end it there for the week. We'll be back, uh, we'll be back next week uh, with another horror movie. So in the meantime, guys, remember to watch more horror movies and always keep it tight.